0: Welcome to archive number 11. This is from episode 35, about the simulation hypothesis. This is probably my
1: favorite episode, or at least one of my favorite episodes, so enjoy it. I don't think that the Big Bang requi- posits even that nothing was there. I mean, the whole idea is that it, that it was just you know infinitely small, and whatever it was, it was this seething thing of energy that hit a critical point, right? That then happened. But there was, I don't think it posits that nothing existed.
0: Well, that's what Stephen Hawking said. He said, no, there was nothing. And then the Big Bang, and then there was something. That's what he firmly believed. When I heard that, I was like, how can that be possible? Because, well, in my mind, it's like, well, isn't nothing something, right? What would, if, if there is literally nothing, then there would be literally nothing for anything to be there to start a Big Bang. I mean, you're starting from nothing to something just magically creates itself. It doesn't really make sense. So nothing has to be something, doesn't it? But Stephen Hawking's like, he had all the math, all, you know, of course he did. He had all, he had it all mathematically written out, proven, you know, and he would state, you know, no, there was nothing. There was nothing, and then the Big Big Bang. And then it's like, well, well, then how does time work? You know what I mean? How does time work if there was nothing before, and then there's something now? doesn't make time any sense. Time is a
1: construct, too, I think, right? Living in the third
0: dimension constructed from what nothing how can (laughs) something be constructed from nothing
1: right this doesn't make any sense i don't think yeah well that's stephen hawking i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't think that that's other thing you know that's beyond me but yeah yeah. understandings that i've i've heard taken away from the limited reading i've done on this stuff is that there was something it just wasn't what our universe is you know it was check this out over the
0: last hundred years scientists have discovered that nature is in fact quantized It's composed of individual and fundamental particles, billions, maybe trillions of times smaller than than an atom. And the more scientists have studied this, it is becoming more and more apparent that the universe is composed of a matrix of computable bits. Space, time, energy, um, they're all quantized and composed of individual bits. Space, time, the universe are all computable and have a finite number of computable bits and particles. And I just saw this recently too on a, on a different show. It had nothing to do with me researching this, but science actually knows how, um, now how many atoms there are in the entire visible universe. How is that even possible? How can you even like come to any sort of conclusion and like like feel good about the fact you? I think that's right. How do you how do you possibly know the number? And the, the, the one scientist we were talking about, I was talking about him to you from from Britain, right? I won't say his name yet. I saw a show with him, and he he mentioned the number. And he goes, just so you get an idea, it's a one with, and it was like twenty nine or thirty nine zeros behind it, and that's how many atoms are in the visible universe. And I'm thinking that doesn't even seem like enough zeros to me. I mean, how would you even come it's, up with that number? It's
1: amazing. You just can't, you just cannot fathom those numbers. I read something. I think it was in Neil deGrasse Tyson's book about how. Let me see if I could say it right. There are more molecules in a cup of water right than there right. are cups of water in the whole entire ocean
0: right that's insane and so huh? these
1: things are it's just beyond our ability to fathom i mean look at look at just like i forget what the number what the term is but that number of people that most people on average can like have meaningful relationships or remember names of people you know what i mean like whatever isn't it like 150 or something like that there's that i forget oh, what I, the term is
0: called i think for me it's like two
1: Yeah, sure. We said average people, not the same. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just right there. I mean, that would just tell you, if we can only really remember 100 to 200 people, then, I mean, we can't even compute really even like a million. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, really? I mean, I don't know. It's it's a strange thing. So I think some of this stuff, it's just beyond the ability. but. There would have to be a point, though. If we're a simulation, there would have to be a point where you go back enough generations, and it's the original, the re- original reality, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Because yeah, we'd be. So if following this
0: logic, we could be a simulation within a simulation within a simulation within a simulation. Sure. Just go because on to infinity.
1: Have, right. We have video games that are really good, but they're working on you know the. Uh, Oculus Rift and all these things that are going to be, that are, you know, augmented reality or virtual reality, mm-hmm. and pretty, you know, eventually it's all but a given, all but a given fact that we will end up with stuff that will be indistinguishable, even if you know you're putting a headset on, right? But like, right. then at some point there could be more, right? They're talking, you know, Elon Musk is talking about this Neuralink or whatever right. or these things and like all that, and that's just gonna. It's funny how it.
0: he, it's funny how he preaches against certain things and then he's all pushing for it. It's like okay.
1: You know, yeah. like like
0: um, artificial intelligence and stuff. We should beware, but he's he's in that he's in that game. So
1: yeah. So there's you know you're right. There, there within a simulation within a simulation within a simulation is not if this is that's what it is, then that wouldn't be beyond the belief. I mean, it would require it, right? Right. If we are a simulation. There would have to be a simulation, and if we're making something, then you could one could argue that we would eventually make that, and then. And just going back. And so eventually there would have to be an original one, the real one, right?
0: Yeah. Well eventually, maybe, yeah. Who knows? Could it go? I mean, if space well, is infinite. Something couldn't, would have to start. Something would have to go start. Back it? Into infinity, right? uh, why would that have,
1: why would something have to start it? Well, if you just said your argument was you can't make anything from nothing. You can't make something. Right. From so why couldn't it go back, back into
0: infinity if it's a simulation within a simulation? Say that just goes back and back and back and back and back.
1: Because there would have to be an exacerbating event that there would be something to simulate. To so, that,
0: so then there would be nothing before that then?
1: So how is that possible?
0: I don't know. Thought you're the one saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think you got it a little reversed. They figured the um, number of atoms, I don't know how they can do that. I don't know how it's possible. I don't think it's possible myself. If the nature of the universe is digital though and there's nothing that a human cannot compute, there's no evidence against this by the way, then all evidence leads to and is consistent with the simulation hypothesis. Since the evidence seems to point toward the fact that we are living within a simulation, perhaps a simulation within a simulation within a simulation within a simulation, within a simulation even though there is no way of knowing this for a fact and we assume this to be true, how does this benefit like you or I? Can I control the world around me? And if I, if I don't truly exist, then can I just do anything even though there's no way to truly prove the simulation hypothesis? The evidence is so massive, it constitutes a proof. Even so.
1: What's the proof, this, though? What is this evidence? Just doing some, like, I'm mental not there exercise. Mental I'm, not exercise. There. I'm not
0: there yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. Even so, this does not mean we are not real. Actions have consequences, and what is real anyway? How do you define real? The simulation of hypothesis explains so many things that materialism simply cannot. And this is what I was getting to. Uh, we cannot program or reprogram nature to control our experiences or outcomes, uh, even though we're all living in a virtual construct. So the data does fit the simulation hypothesis better than it does materialism, so what? Is there any actual evidence of computer programming within nature? This is where it gets interesting because it appears so. James Gates is a theoretical physicist and he found computer code embedded within the matrix that describes supersymmetry. Now he was on a panel with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Neil deGrasse Tyson asked him, so you're saying as you dig deeper, you find computer code writ in the fabric of the cosmos? And Gates responded, um, into the equations we use to describe the cosmos, yes. And DeGrasse Tyson said, computer code? And he was, like, stunned. And and, um, James Gates said, computer code, strings of bits of ones and zeros. So you're not just saying it resembles computer code. You're saying it is computer code. And then Gates said, it's not even just is computer code. It, it It is a special kind of computer code that was invented by a scientist named Claude Shannon in the 1940s. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson says, are you saying we're all just, there's some entity that programmed the universe and we're all just expressions of their code? Consider the maximum speed of of nature, it's the speed of light, right? Nothing has ever been seen to travel faster than the speed of light. Nature has a maximum speed and events within a computer have a finite speed based on the power of the processor. There's also the curvature of space based on massive objects and time dilation at very high speeds approaching the speed of light. Both phenomena correlate to virtual processing load effects. High matter concentrations in our universe may constitute a high processing demand. Massive objects would slow down the information processing of space-time, similar to how high data demands within a computer processor will slow down processing speed. That's fucking cool. Do you see what that that was, though? Say that again? I'm not saying all that again. Just that last
1: part, man. Well... It just seems like you're good. I mean, I get it. You're saying that computing power, you know, a CPU, a system bus. It lines up
0: with the speed of light and the speed of processing and everything. When you go faster and faster and faster in space, say approaching the speed of light, time slows down. That's been proven, correct?
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Well, it's the same thing with processing load effects in a computer. When you start taking on too much in your computer, everything bogs down because your processor is trying to, like, incorporate more stuff and, and process it and so everything slows down it's it's the same thing in space time which would suggest that it's within some sort of program get it because the program can only run at a certain speed sure even if it's a even if it's a i mean we're at the point now where we can already almost well no they have run simulations about you know like how the universe hundreds of simulations at the same time within supercomputers now of how the universe is going to end and they'll like put like they'll put mercury or venus or something just like a millimeter out of step and then run the simulation forward and it shows how it throws all the planets into space and stuff we can already do that sure. but say some say something that's soup some super advanced race just decides to create some like completely realistic simulation of a universe like what we live in <laughs>